Welcome to the podcast mm. that people refer to as I beg. Why would you say it like that? It's not that they refer to it like that. That's the name. That's why they refer to it as that, because it's the name. No, when people say, like, oh, they refer to it as that, it's because there's a nickname or some shit. Like, people who, like, they they call them Jack, but their government name is John. Yeah, the so that's podcast a very is common called... Because the full podcast's government name is Abeg the Podcast. That is true. You know? So this is the podcast that people may at times refer to as Abeg. I'm happy for you. I, I may sometimes refer to as... Yes. This is the podcast known as Abeg, where we beg <laughs> with an R. We don't beg. Stop it. Stop it. And... Uh, and as we are, we beg you to listen to our viewpoints. Please stop all of that. Stop all of that, all of that nonsense. Just stop On it. all things begging and otherwise. Just stop all of that nonsense. you the giving you the style, the grace. Yes. Oh, I also thought, would it be, it'd be nice to have like, um, before you give your, your, your central statement to mm-hmm. say, nobody asked me, but yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yes. So I'll give you the intro and I'll say, but without further ado, and then after that, mm-hmm. that you come in with your, nobody asked me, but that's, and that's, then... that's very good. That's, 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 yeah. I like production that. is mm-hmm. the small things this that is why you're he... in charge. Like, this is... <laughs> all right. And now it's time for Nobody Asked Me, the part of the show where we put the fun in dysfunctional, the bro in broken, and give you opinions of things you didn't ask for. So without further ado, Nobody Asked Me, but New York City sucks. I'm sorry. I've said it before. I will say it again. It is not worth living in New York City. What these people to What that people in New York who are listening to this? Let them listen, okay? Let them listen. What's the worst they will do? Send me somewhere else? That's fine. I don't want to be here either, okay? (laughs) They're paying me to be here. I've said it before. I'll say it again. New York City is not it. It's not worth living in. It's just, like, I just, I'm tired. I've been here for, oh my gosh. I've been here for a year and a half now. I feel like I've aged like Obama. Dodging rats in the street and avoiding poop and like dodging being followed home and crazy people on the subway. Yeah, I've aged like Obama. Like, yes, it's the big it's the big apple, the city that never sleeps, the most exciting city to be around. The food is incredible. It's diverse, blah, blah, blah. Yes, but it really is not worth 
the cost or stress that comes from living here. And, you know, three points. I like to do think I like to do things like an essay. I have my three main points that I will dive into that nobody can refute. Okay. Essays. Num- number one, it's nasty. New York City is categorically nasty. That is not a new perspective at all. The rats rule everything. People who live here and have lived here for decades somehow love and find it charming that it's so nasty. Like there was once I was on a run and actually accidentally stepped in some I to this day I've convinced myself it's dog poop because that's easier to live live with, but the size of it was probably not. Um I stepped in some excrement as I was running and stopped and had a moment where I was about to cry. And this man who was about to step on the bus looked at me and goes, That's New York, baby. I said, No, I can't do this anymore. I can't. You know, just part of the vibes. It's not a vibe that I would like. <laughs> There's an unavoidable peace bell everywhere, even in the nicest parts of town. Also, New Yorkers do, don't walk with their heads down because they're trying to avoid talking to you. It's because they're so used to having to look down because they're worried about stepping in shit. Okay? Are you sure this is just not Manhattan? Like, no, you're the girls from Queens or Brooklyn talking like this. Okay, to be fair, Queens is different. Queens is actually kind of nice, and so is Brooklyn, because you don't have the stress of all of that. But the people who grew up in Queens and Brooklyn still act the same way that people in Manhattan do about the pride of New York. They're like, it's nasty, but like, that's how it is out here. We just deal with it. I'm just going to remind people that if you've ever watched or read anything Batman related, like the comics or the movies, Gotham is based on New York City. That is a city that is full, that is infested with crime and like rats and death and poverty and injustice. That should be enough of a warning. I'm just Okay. I will like to preface this and say that it was based on New York, but like in the 70s and 80s. What has changed? They're not the subway goes bing bong now, like in a different pitch. That's all that's different. They're not active as many active crime families or so you think that's the way the way they run trash in this city i would not be surprised if the mob is mob is behind the garbage now that i say that out loud i'm scared they will come for me that's the only people i fear in this city is mob number two it's too expensive i mean everybody knows that I mean, yes, everyone knows that. But couple that with the nastiness and the smells and the disturbing sights. And like, just if you take the fact that it's New York City out of everything I just discussed in the last point, nobody would choose to live here. Nobody would. Rent is high. Food is way too expensive, even though it's good. And landlords make you feel like the issues that you have in your apartment are your issue, even though they own the property, right? Like there was that article that came out I think it was in the summer last year about how median rent in New York is the most expensive in the country. But like yes. the subway costs two seventy five. Which is okay. I know there are going to be people who are going to be like, ah, so you don't even have two dollars and seventy five cents. It's not no. about not having two dollars two dollars and seventy five cents. It's about mm-hmm. the fact that I'm taking public tra- the the Boston tea. I do not live in New York. No. Your girl is a Boston great. I know. I miss, I don't like the tea, but at least it felt. No, safe. you should. You should see the new trains now. They're cute. Okay, they're cute, but do they show up? Yes. Okay, that's an improvement. They like show up every six minutes. Oh wow! Even the orange line. Mm-hmm. Wow, our God works. So like, it's gotten better. Won't he do it? <laughs> so, it's not about that. In Boston, I pay two dollars and forty cents. And I will say to New York's credit, you can get on any train and make any connection as long as it is as long as it is 
one continuous stop True. or now you have the option where you pay like a certain amount um, of rides a month like after that it just stops billing you yeah true but two dollars and 75 cents for public transportation i remember and i am not old <laughs> i remember when i was i want to say 16 or 17 Wow, I just realized just that is yourself. almost a decade ago. Just aged yourself. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old. That's you. But I remember when I used to take the train, and I believe at that point it was, it couldn't have been more like, than 250 I think it was like. Max. I think it was actually like 225 In New York? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, I was it, living wait, in. For the longest time, it was 225 I remember when it was 225, which makes sense. Right. Because on one hand, I'm using public transportation, so there's the cost that everybody around me mm-hmm. is we're all paying to be closer together, yes. but we're all going in the same general direction. And it's good for, you know, you to just use public transportation, use your legs, mm. and so have you. But but by the time I factor in all of the stress that I'm right? paying Two dollars and seventy five to do an Uber. That's like seven eight bucks. Don't seem bad. That's my issue. The difference, the reason why that two seventy five hurts so much is that you're essentially, if you're using the subway twice a day, five days a week, you're basically paying thirty bucks to potentially get assaulted or stalked, and it's guaranteed. Like I don't think I've had a single. Like thankfully, I usually walk to work now. Um, and then if it's really cold, I'll take the bus for part of my commute and then keep walking. But when I was still regularly just using only the subway to get around i don't think there was a two-week stretch where i didn't either get one followed or yelled at or two hear about one of my friends getting followed or yelled at like it's just not worth it it's really not worth it it's so unsafe the subway in particular um and then point number three about new york being trash it's not diverse in the ways that you would expect like yes it's an international hub you meet people from all over the world the food is fantastic it's the concrete jungle where streets are made of well i really just messed up that lyric too i couldn't tell you that i know i just know concrete jungle yeah i know and then everything else is just like there but and i've loved exploring the food options and like i've met people from all over the world like grad school that was great blah 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 but there are only three types of people who live in new york one people who moved here just for the hype whether they're international or domestic american people who moved here from across the country two Hardworking native New Yorkers who like those people in Queens and Brooklyn that we were talking about, their families have been there for decades or even up to like a a couple centuries, right? And they've lived and worked and been part of their communities and uplifted their communities, blah, blah, blah. They're amazing. Number three is the people who think that if you haven't struggled here, you're not worth calling yourself a New Yorker. It's fine. I don't want to struggle. Please don't call me a New Yorker. I'm fine with it. Which is why I have no problem shitting on New York right now. I wonder, is is it that they think that, oh, if you haven't struggled, you don't deserve it? Or if you can struggle, if you can accept the struggle here, then you can accept the struggle anywhere. No, because to that point, I raise you Lagos. Nobody who lives in Lagos is in denial of the fact that it's, it's a struggle to live there. The struggle looks very different depending on what where you live and how much money you have. But everybody acknowledges living in Lagos is a struggle. The difference between New York and Lagos, though, 
is that in Lagos, people acknowledge that everyone is struggling and we're all upset about the struggle. In New York, if you're not struggling enough, it means you're not a New Yorker. I'm like, how does that make sense? There are people who live there that are not struggling. Even they will say, oh, you should struggle before you can call yourself a New Yorker. Even all those like rich people who have like drivers and who live in like penthouse apartments on the Upper West Side, if they if one of those men zombies stop like step on some poop in New York like in New York traffic as they were about to walk into their chauffeured car, they'd probably be like, "That's New York, baby!" Like I'm just that's I'm like that's the energy that people here give, and I'm tired of it. But I can't end this without saying at least one nice thing about New York before somebody comes and stabs me in the street. Um, in New York, at least. One thing I appreciate, appreciated a lot and still appreciate that's been the same since I moved here is that everyone is very well-dressed for very different, like, definitions of the word, of the phrase well-dressed, and I really appreciate that. Like, people watching in New York is not just entertaining because people are crazy, but they're just so weirdly dressed, and I've, like, never seen, I've never seen a place that's like that. So that's at least one thing I'll give New York. So that's fine. Before somebody kills me in the streets, please. I'm afraid. But you are not afraid enough to not say it. I can't Nobody lie. asked you. Nobody you asked me, it. but I can't I cannot lie. Uh-huh. My mother did not raise a liar. Uh-huh. Well, this has <laughs> been Nobody Asked. That's the way me. you said well. You sound like Steve Harvey. Well. Well. This has been Nobody Asked Me. Tune in next week to hear us spiral out over more things that are not our business nor our concern. Amen. But I don't know how to move from That's one okay. thing to the other. I don't think so, they're expecting us to have smooth transitions. No, but I'd like I would like for us to. It is nice. It's a nice thing to aspire to. Yes, the same thing. They they were not. They did not expect segments, but we're blessing them. We are regardless. Mm-hmm. The Therefore, fact that in fact, as we are speaking of blessings. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's your transition, Shibi. Yes, you're so odd. <laughs> Get a Bible study. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I love how it's just like now we finally settled on what it's vaguely supposed to sound like. It's good. I know. I think cute. some some things, you know, need to be orchestrated. Other things you just settle into. Yeah, it. the spirit moved us this way. The spirit moved us. It did. Lisa, where where are we in today's ghetto Bible studies? What are we talking about? So today we're gonna talk about the Beatitudes. Um, I love the Beatitudes. Uh, I just it and that's the thing is this ghetto Bible study is not directly related to the topic of the day. It doesn't but, have to be, and it doesn't have to be. But you know, sometimes this podcast is chaotic good slash chaotic neutral just very chaotic in general so sometimes it's nice to balance it out with something peaceful so i picked the beatitudes today um our first definition of the day since esther loves definitions i do um the marion webster definition of the word beatitudes is a state of utmost bliss Mm. which is so nice to think about i like to think i know right i like to think like the beatitudes should be treated like affirmations or drinking water like something that you need and that replenishes you. And even when you have enough of it, it doesn't hurt to have a little more. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to quickly read from the message version. Um, well, that's a good version. I don't. People some... like to. Mm-mm, go for it. 
some people like to downplay the message because it's not the most translation wise it's not the most one to one mm-hmm. but i think that you know um when we think about reading the bible and reading different versions of the bible that it's not often about just having the one to one translation of yeah. oh, this is as close to exactly what the person was saying but oftentimes there's a lot that we miss in certain interpretations so it's good that it's good that you just have this version yeah, it's just um, nice. It's like a it it gets at what the meaning of like groups of free of verses are rather than do, you're right rather than doing the like one to one. This verse means this in English. This directly translates from Aramaic to this or from Greek to this. Um, also, side note, I feel like we should maybe like deep dive another day into the different translations of the Bible and like how that affects us. But also just like talking about the vibes that they give because in my head. When I read through the message version, sometimes it's giving like white lady yoga instructor, and I can't help but like hearing like Gwyneth Paltrow in the background, and I'm like, Gwyneth, shut up! I'm trying to read the Bible. Well, <laughs> Gwyneth, shut up. <laughs> so we're gonna read from Matthew five verses one to ten. Um, when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who are apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions, and this is what he said. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. You're, best, you're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you'll find yourselves cared for. Mm. You're, that, one, that one hit. Okay. Like, okay, message Bible. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> okay, message Bible. It's really giving slam poetry. Because the 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 Christ, the Christians who like certain you know if you're a King James version Christian or an uh, English Standard version you're like what kind because you're, like, you're used you to the mean? blessed are the poor yes. da, 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 da. and blessed are those who mourn like but this I one, think that our non Christian listeners will actually get the gist of how sweet this message is yeah from the message I know it's it's like you're blessed when you care at the moment of being careful you find yourselves cared for. Okay, yes. message. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. I think the Beatitudes are like a love letter from Jesus to anyone who would listen, right? Instead of giving like this checklist of specific tasks that make us worthy of entering the kingdom of God, um, it more is like a description of what like heaven looks like, essentially. Um, that's kind of why I like the message version because it doesn't, it's not blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek. But you know, like it's not like telling, it doesn't sound as much like 
instructions. It's not giving Christianese. It's not giving Christianese. It's just the message of like, okay, this is what heaven looks like. This is how you could emulate that. And it just like, to me, I think it affirms that God sees and hears us through all things, even when we don't think he has an answer. That's good. That's good. Thank you. No, I like that. You have nothing to add? No. Oh, wow. I mean, the, the, that's, I just, I, amen, I receive it. It's nice to have peace sometimes, is it not? And you know, it's, <laughs> it's okay to just sit down and accept God's blessings. I know. That's I what feel, I've learned. I feel like our ghetto Bible study is always like, or at least the first season it was like, and it was this very person, fighting. and this person killed this person, and this one begat this guy, and then this and person stole the And these are the plagues. And and these it's nice to just be like, these are many ways like where you may feel like at your wits end, but God is ready to bless you. And it's like, it's wow, like yes, nice. thank you. How nice. I'll take it. Oh, but that's, that was that ghetto Bible study. No, that's good. I think, I think given this, this main topic is going to ruffle feathers a little bit i think they're a controversial so it was nice to have a little like nice you know let's agree on peace we're entering into this with peace at least we came from a place of peace so that shall we need to enter our problems yes that's okay you at least made it 20 or so minutes into this podcast. i know i really tried <laughs> everyone tried but yeah so i guess just jumping into our topic for the day right recently we've been talking about feeling like at how how like at our big old age we're less inclined to wear less and less clothing right yes and just like i mean it's winter the, as as we are recording this it is winter it, it is, is cold it is cold so we're already i have no i'm trying to i should actually start putting dates out of when this will drop when we figure things out my whole out. chest yeah because so that i can at least try and speak it to oh into existence is this is April? Oh, it's warm now. <laughs> so like you're not hearing ah, it's cold. No, but it's cold. And it's it's cold. cold right now. And if you're so listening we're to this in a warm clothing. month, if you're listening to this in a warm month, let this be a reminder that winter still exists. Okay, don't be sitting there in your jo- okay. Wow, I just came from a place of peace. I'm already jumping into people, like <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, I mean, we we're talking about how like as we've grown up, we just feel less less of a need to wear less clothing um i i asked myself a few questions when we were having this conversation first is that mostly because post panoramic we're like been damned to a life of athleisure and grout fits and sweatpants forever i leave my house four days out of the week right two of those days are to go and exercise outside of my apartment right because god mental health willing my apartment, I my apartment does have a gym, so the other days I'm in there. Is it but nice? Is it nice days... to be in in Boston? Is it nice to not be in New York? <laughs> have a gym in Please, your building. I is don't answer nice? that. I am not answering. Is I'm not putting nice? myself in your problem. Mm-hmm. Face the angry New Yorkers by yourself. God. But yeah, so I that one of the days is Sunday, so I'm going to church. Yes. Then the I other day the is when I go to the office. Yeah. Those are, and then the same day where I go work out, I also go to my Bible study group mm-hmm. later that evening. Right, so, you, so four days those out are the of four the week. days that you have to wear an outfit. Even then, it's shaky. It only I'm only beginning to feel the need to ramp up my fashion. Yeah, 
because function and comfort still reign supreme. Amen. For me. Um, and especially when I'm in my house, if I'm not going anywhere, if it's Tuesday and I'm in my house, mm-hmm. I beg. <laughs> There's no. no fashion. Please let me sit in my house happily. But not to stay on pajamas then, all day. Yes. Eventually I'll go I've only and just come recently back and then started put clean clothes on. Exactly. I even had to say, okay, or I will spray perfume every day just so that I can finish oh my these God. perfumes. Just so that <laughs> at least there's movement in the perfume bottle. Yes. Because otherwise, my mom keeps abusing me because <laughs> she's like, she's genuinely confused. She's like, I, I bought you all this perfume. How perfumes? do you still have it? How do you still have it? And I'm like, I wear perfume as I'm headed somewhere. And I'm not always headed somewhere. Also, I would like to add, for all of you people that want to kush, 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 be spring and spring and spring and spring Post- all over your body. You know exactly the sound I'm making. It's so odd. The, the, you know how you know that TikTok you're such when you're an like, auntie. You're such an auntie. The noises you have to make. All of you people who do that, you do not know how to wear perfume. That's not how you wear no, perfume. No, it's not. You couple of spritzes, and they go in your like specifically go in like your pressure points. So you, the behind the neck, the. Um, part of your wrist that way, small of your palm wrist, is facing. Yeah. Yes, but it should not be kish, 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 all over your body. Yeah, I, that's like is... a. I feel like somebody did that in a movie once, and ever since then, people have just been like, "Yes, I need to walk into a wall of scent." Just and then they walk through it. You see, see how it didn't. Yours was kush, kush, kush. Mine was because you know, you know. Um, was that? It's not, but is that Victoria's Secret spray? You know, like when. Um, on TikTok, you'd be seeing them spray. Oh, That's the that. sound they'd be oh, making. I hate the that so much. <laughs> I hate that so much. I can't believe you just That's that. That's the sound it makes. Oh, that's so horrible. And now you, and now you understand. Oh God! But jumping back, jumping back, um, because that Why else? I feel like I feel old now. <laughs> I feel old now. <laughs> no question oh, number God. two. Is the reason we don't want to wear short, tight clothes because we're exiting our mid-twenties and the distance from, be- from being an auntie is slowly decreasing? I'm already an aunt. Yes, you are. I already have a, a nephew and a niece. Not an immediate one. No, from cousins, right? So I was like, yeah. please don't scare me like that. Uh-uh. No. But I am already an auntie. People are referring to me as Auntie Esther. That one as, I can't stand. I have cousins. Yeah. I have cousins who are way, way, way younger than me. Like cousins who are fresh COVID babies. They will still not be calling me auntie. That's just. It's know. not about you. Because that's what I've learned. When I say, please, just I beg, call me Esther. Then the mom will start saying, no, they are not allowed to call you that. Then am I supposed to fight their mom? Yeah, you can't really fight the mom. So I'll just be like, when your mom's not there, please just call me mm-hmm. Esther. When she's there, please, I obey her. Okay. That's so, your first... So, it's not that the distance from being an auntie is decreasing. It's already there. We're already it's auntie. It's there. I'm already okay. an aunt. But also, it's not even just that we're becoming aunties. Like, <laughs> just, I'm doing other things yeah. that don't require that style of clothing. Mm-hmm. I am saving for a house. Amen. I am trying to be intentional in my romantic relationships and not just the fun date nights, just like Ooh. the day in, day out yeah. work. 
that comes with like building a relationship with people. Mm-hmm. I am delegating tasks to date. I have that's true. A financial advisor. Mm-hmm. I have a trainer. Come on now. I just spoke with and have now acquired a mm-hmm. tax accountant. Yeah. Tax yes. brackets increase. Level up. Yes. Mm-mm. And I also to date now have a cleaner we that comes that. in monthly. We love that. I can't as I'm attaining these things, the money I need to make to keep up this kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. has me doing things that cannot have me in those same clothes. That's true. That's very true. I am not a small girl anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's real anti-talk right there. <laughs> I'm not. People are... Think, there are tasks and deadlines and things that need to be done. And when they say, who is responsible? It is me that they're looking at. That is true. Question number three. Is it because dressing like an Instagram baddie is exhausting and expensive and it's actually very hard to be fine? It's hard to be fine. It's very hard to be fine. I'm so sorry. I still like to be fine, but it is hard. It's hard. And honestly, at this point in my life, being fine comes only for special occasions and once in a while so that at least we preserve some excitement. But not even that. (laughs) The definition of what it means for me to be fine Mm. at 25 is so different than 18, 19. It's so different than 21, 22. Although it takes a little bit less effort. Actually, no. JK, because that's skincare. Like, that's an everyday everyday thing. So for me, like, being fine is not beating my face. Being fine is there I'll be at night doing my chemical peel my 15 step nighttime face routine routine. yeah it's me doing all of that so that i wake up in the morning and i just put on some sunscreen and go and you say my face is glowing and i agree yes because the work has been put in like uh, it is i still like to be fine but fine looks so different now agreed and i'm not trying to be fine for the same people I was trying that to be That is so true. Oh my lord. Then. The target audience has changed. Has changed. Has the really demographic changed. is different. And Looking, I'm okay with that. It's an upgrade that, to be fair. It is. Because 21-year-old Esther was trying to look fine for not the right people. Hmm. Let's just say that. The way not you're the... really just like crawl, like clawing yourself out and away from talking about relationships on this podcast is just to see you battle with it in real time is very entertaining for me because I can see you on the edge like, mm, I want to say this thing, but I can't. No. It, was, it was just, it's not the right people. And the people who I'm trying to look fine for now, they, they see and interpret beauty as a totally different thing. Yeah. So, very true. Likewise, my own standards and upkeep have changed. They have changed. But then also, I think, like, I feel like now, at 25, I am net fine, as opposed to when I was in my, like, when I was in my, like, when I was 19 or 20, I was fine on certain days of the week. Right? Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? The average fine has now netted out at a place I would like it to be that is significantly higher than the net higher. fine previously. Because, because the thing is, that I'm still in that bonnet. Still in that bonnet. Face. But the skin is, the skin is skinny. This, we're hydrated. Okay. We are 
um, moisturized. athletic. We are moisturized. Good. We uh, we kind of have mental health a bit better than we did before. Like the overall fine, the overall net fine, the has baseline improved. has improved. <laughs> the baseline has gotten up. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's true. And honestly, I think it might just be that like we're sm- slowly moving out of our whole phase, right? And losing the enthusiasm to dress for the male gaze. Yep, there it is. I said it. We, what, 30 minutes in? It only took us 30 minutes to talk about the male gaze. Like, it's about time. It's time. I'm, I, personally, I'm tired. I'm very tired. I'm tired. I don't care anymore about the male gaze. Men really aren't that important. important. I'm very sorry uh, <laughs> to our male listeners and to, um, Specific people who will not be named, but yeah, it's, men are really not that important. Important right now, like I will, I will even double down. It's like you are not the nucleus that which my life surrounds. Thank you. You are, if you are even there, mm-hmm. if 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 you are even there, even if I choose you, to have you around, not even if you are in, even there, if I choose to have you around, let's start. You there. are a pivotal. But not central mm-hmm. part to my story. You know yourselves. And I think that making that transition, I, we talked about this, I uh, can't remember which episode. Maybe Pretty like, Privilege. Maybe. But we had talked about how it's so important, like, that as women, we are socialized to revolve ourselves around the attaining and maintaining our guy, mm-hmm. our person, whoever mm-hmm. your love interest is. And as I grow up and realize that there are things that I need, that I want to do, not for anybody else, but for me. Yeah. It totally changes. Like, I'm the main character in my story. And while there may be you, there might be an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. I am still going to be the main character. Right. And let me clarify and say, it's not that we don't... It's not that we're saying that we don't need men. Because we don't need men. That's not it, right? It's It's like, when I have a partner, I will need my partner to show up as a partner. And I will need to show up for my partner as a partner. And I will need them in that relationship. But ultimately, I'm not defined or going to die if I don't have one. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> plus, like, talking about just having conversation about modesty and modesty culture. I think we've been, like, teetering on having this conversation for a while. It's been a long time coming. You know, we mentioned the Pretty Privilege episode. We've talked about fashion. We also had that long conversation about femininity which kind of yeah. brought us to the modesty culture conversation, but we didn't really have anything. Um, we haven't really like specifically dedicated any time to talk about that. So this episode, mm-hmm. I would like to think of it as a weight keeping for the whole phase. You know, it's time to really lo- mourn that loss. You know, she, she was a fun time. It was. She was a fun time. I was actually, um, before we get into the nitty gritty, I was spring cleaning and there were just so many clothes. I was like, this is cute. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, I, it would be one of those things I'd wear. I'd be like, it'd be cute to go to the club, right? But how often am I at the club when this podcast yeah. has to be created? Esther, you know what? I had a low moment when I moved like apartments because I was like cleaning up my closet and trying to decide what to keep and what to give away. I saw all these crop tops, 
that I used yep. to wear out yes. that I will never wear again. And nope. in my head, the, the thing that made me feel shame was I was putting a pile of things to give away. And I thought, I cannot give away this crop top. I, I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't, in my, in my spirit, I can't find peace knowing that somebody is going to go, somebody who needs clothing is going to go through a bin and try to find a shirt and be accosted with that shame. So I sold the crop tops yeah. instead of giving them away. And obviously, like, did not make a profit at all. And I was not intending to. Yes. I just needed that to go somewhere where somebody who was looking for that kind of thing will find Would it there. Find as opposed to giving it to, like, a church. Like, I'm not giving my crop, crop tops to, no. like, St. Andrews. That does like... not need to see the house of the Lord. <laughs> oh, God. But it's also important because it's marking a change in just what is important and a priority. Because it just even in how you dress, yeah, there are certain things you just know that Okay, maybe it's not that you're getting rid of all of the crop tops, yeah? No, I still have crop Should tops be, here. Please. Eh, hey, I need to look fine. going out. Evenings will be happening. Yeah. You'll have to wear something nice. Summer is coming, but, okay? Abs are coming. Abs are coming with summer. Am I going crop to be there come. Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Am I going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Mm-mm. Then the next week. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then, then the, the next, next week. week. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then next I'm week. Not... <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, the job is asking for one thing. Then I went to go and put this uh, podcast on my back. Then meanwhile, I'm still serving at Churchill. Then yeah. it's to go and read the word of Lord of the word of God and start doing Bible study. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the same thing for church. It means during the week to prepare you for Sunday. Mm-hmm. When? When mm-hmm. am I going? Please when? let me sleep. <laughs> I'll be there just happy when I have nothing to do so I can right? sleep. Right? And people be like, do you have something to do? Yes, the something is nothing. That is nice. I think also, like, overall, we've been preached to about modesty from a young age, um, especially growing up in Nigeria, but that looks very different in Nigeria versus here in the States. So let's start by defining modesty culture. So for Esther, since she loves definitions, it's dictionary definition time. Yeah, that's right. Two-parter party party starter, as Esther likes to say. This is our second definition of the episode. The Oxford Dictionary defines modesty as, one... The quality or state of being unassuming or moderate in the estimation of one's abilities. Two, behavior, manner, or appearance intended to avoid impropriety or indecency. Hmm. What I actually like, though, is Wikipedia defining it. Um, the, The Wikipedia definition of modesty is, quote, a mode of dress and deportment which intends to avoid the encouraging of sexual attraction in others. Because that's really the bottom line. That's the definition that we're working with. Yeah. Because we're, we're not just talking about um, general modesty. Like, we're yeah. definitely leaning towards more with, like, how we dress and how we present ourselves mm-hmm. more than anything. Right. But it's... So, but the saying, No, sorry, people, go on. We're not trying to get into purity culture in case any yeah, of the... That's the other thing is this is... This is about modesty culture in particular because purity culture is a whole other kind whole different whole other toxic bag of bones to jump into. Um, but yeah, I like that they specifically mention that it's to avoid the encouraging of sexual attraction in others, right? So it's highlighting that all of these definitions we mentioned, it's avoiding impropriety or avoiding indecency or avoiding sexual attraction in other people. So it's not like a it's not necessarily a personal conviction. It's about the perception by somebody else. Yes. 
And then, like, when we think about... Oh, sorry, go on. No, because historically, it's been women's obligation to protect our decency. Exactly, right? Like, essentially, the way we are taught about modesty growing up is that it's our job to prevent men from being distracted. And I'm sorry I'm so distracting to you. It's not, it's let, yeah, one to prevent men from being distracted, which, girl, <laughs> I don't even, we, we can, already know I feel like we could spend up. a whole day talking about that, like, what? Let's, let's just skip over how toxic that is. Right? Let's, what? let's assume that they were mostly doing it for the less toxic, more reason where it's that we want to protect our girls. Yeah. We don't want to put them out in a world unprepared for how cruel and how um, mean, like, some people can be. Yeah. We don't want them going in unprepared, so we are asking you to, you know, put on your ammo mm-hmm. and be ready. It's the exact so- same mentality as telling young girls to, like, cover up when they're walking home outside to, quote-unquote, prevent assault, right? It's It's not... Like, when that's said, it's not directed at, oh, it's unsafe out there because there are men who are, who are, um, who have bad intentions, but it's more as, it's meant to be a preventative measure to keep women safe, even though it's very, very narrow-minded. And what's very deceiving about modesty culture, especially within a Nigerian context, or really any immigrant context, Mm -hmm. is that... They are ready for, and they are ready, and they're asking for you to be modest until mm-hmm. that time has come. Until your fruit, your fruit is, is ripe. ripe. Oh, <laughs> my grandmother will never listen to this podcast. But the amount of time we have referenced, your fruit is ripe. The way I'm dragging this does. woman, I, I hope she does. The I way I'm dragging, yeah, I hope she listens because I have no shame in telling her. But like the way I've dragged this woman, your fruit is ripe. I love that. Fr- I love that phrase. Is when you're sweetest. It's true. I mean, yeah, like my grandmother's mind, my mentality, right? It's that you, you're not supposed to be sexual at all. And then suddenly a husband appears and you are supposed to engage his interests. And then the children appear magically. As a result of the interest that you've gauged. mm -hmm. It's like you're supposed to be in Nigerian culture. It's like you're supposed to be just seductive enough to land a husband, but not so much that at the end of the day, he and other people are actually thinking about having sex with you. That's what it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And the insidious part about this kind of mindset that we predominantly put on women is that this kind of thinking blames us. We right. are the culprits. We are the reason why men um, are either having it together or led astray. Everything is very intent on what we are or are not doing. Mm-hmm. Not what they are or are not doing, mm-hmm. but what we are or are not doing. Mm-hmm. And we are only holding one party responsible. I'm not saying that the solution to this is that women should just be able to walk out on the streets wearing whatever. I just, while it's like, is that a fun place to live? Absolutely. I'd mm-hmm. love to live in that world. However, nice. we don't live in that world. That world does not exist. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Wake up. Hello. 
it's it's just not what it is so it's important that of course yeah you are protecting yourself and that you are safe out here in these streets but also there's another message we are not getting across right it's like why don't we focus on tell on like telling men to you know stop fucking doing that like i just don't get why the direction is just keep yourself safe cover yourself walk in groups like but like it's like okay yes but also can we talk about the people who are doing the bad thing like i feel yes. like whenever you hear story like growing up like when our parents would talk or like aunties would talk about something that happened to somebody they'll ask the they always ask the question of oh what was she wearing or why was she with him at that time and then mm. in my head i'm wondering do they think that the man in this whole situation was just like oh no I'm in this situation where I must do this horrible sexual assault. It's like not even they, not even I must do it. How have I found myself have, doing? It's like that Jaru tweet. It's like that Jaru tweet where he's like, "I too was bamboozled, hoodwinked, <laughs> led astray." Woe like is you me. just woke up and found yourself assaulting someone. I'm like, you don't even know how you got there. How? And in this year of zealous blameworthiness. We're not having it, right? We're challenging our male listeners to step their pussy up, but that's that's a conversation for another day. And I want honestly, I want to, I want to have that conversation. I would love to bring on a guy on here so that mm-hmm. we can talk about some very practical ways that they are or can help. Not just obviously not assault women, but help <laughs> to protect. Because <laughs> at first I was like, bring a dude on the podcast, and we're just like, can you just tell other yeah. dudes? Don't assault women. That's the basic one. Three minute episode. (laughs) But then also talk about ways that you can support, uplift, and protect your female friends. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that if you you claim that you are a good guy and you hold yourself up, then you should not just be obviously not assaulting women, but you should make sure that you are creating a space that women want to like are comfortable being around you and And that those two go hand in hand and in making them comfortable you will make people who will want to harm them uncomfortable and unfortunately even though we live we live in a world where sometimes a girl can say something and a guy will say something and a guy will listen to another guy before he listens to that woman but for me for something as serious as this, I don't care how you receive the message. Just receive it. <laughs> Just take it. So then, like, looking back at that, like, with that in mind, like, we think about how modesty has always been placed. The responsibility of modesty has always been placed on women, right? And the even sicker part of that to me is that modesty on top of putting the onus on women it looks different for different body types and sizes, especially in Nigeria. We have a hard time acknowledging that, like, fat women are par- are marked as immodest or indecent for literally just wearing clothing that fits. And that is so unfair. Like, why is it that the second that somebody whose body doesn't, whose body is different, whether bigger or smaller, is wearing something that actually fits them, they're now marked as immodest? Because ultimately, honestly, with that's just honestly that doesn't take the whole episode. <laughs> the way you said it, you're like, I because I believe truly this is just because sometimes I like to outline these things, but just straight off the dome, I believe that one people are not fully honest with how attracted they are 
two fat people. Right? So somebody somebody's into it somebody is into it but that's the other thing about but that's the other thing about like fatness and body image too like or fatness and attraction in particular is that we've been so groomed to think of certain body types as ideal that and the way that men envision that too is that they think they can pick and choose what aspects of fatness benefit them and then build that on top of the ideal body type of the time and then that's what they aspire to right why do you think men always talk about she got a fat ass right but like are they actually going to be with somebody who is fat that's a completely different story they're still going to stare at the ass they may not necessarily want to admit to it in public which that's a whole other conversation but like to me it just feels like it feels gross knowing that like not all guys get together and do this i know like locker room talk isn't like it's not that big a thing but it still exists right guys don't sit around talking about all that stuff but at the same time like they do they they talk to their friends about oh she has huge cans or she got a nice ass (laughs) i don't know what these men be talking about but i'm hoping i'm hoping that that takes up a small percentage of their time i think so i think i think men have i think men have have grown I think men men are okay sometimes. <laughs> they can be okay. But it's so... I agree with you. It's so easy to... With um, certain body types. Particularly like curvier women. When I say curvy, you have proportionally a larger bust and bottom to waist. Um, doesn't matter like what size your pants are. But right, but there's like the... The proportional yes. difference, yeah. Yes. Or if you are just a bigger bodied person mm-hmm. in general, that there it's so hard to be seen as decent because we have already just marked your body as is without yeah. even clothes, whatever. The body yeah. itself is indecent. For curvier people, is that I'm immediately thinking about wanting to clap them cheeks. Good and Lord. then. I love how we're talking about modesty culture and have somehow <laughs> continued a conversation about clapping them cheeks, cheeks and being able to fuck. Like, <laughs> and then for people who are just like fat men and women but don't have those proportions, it's the fact that you, because we have glorif- we glorify thinness more than health. Yeah. And... So we see anybody, regardless, without knowing their circumstance, mm-hmm. situation, we see somebody in a fat body, and immediately we're like, ugh. Like, they, we, we associate that with, like, dirtiness, or, like, uncleanness, um, gluttony. You, Right. It's like, there's an implication that they did something wrong to put themselves in themselves that place. Themselves here. When and it's like, who said their they body did something just, wrong? unclean like everything about them before they even have put on clothes is already wrong unclean yes like let's use biblical let's use uh, yes. christianese they are unclean unclean <laughs> <laughs> and when it's when i think about what it looks like to step out of whole faith especially like as a fat woman um, and as a fat woman who has curvier proportions, it a lot of it looks like 
just rejecting things on both ends. On yeah. one hand, I do not, even though I am at the season where my quote-unquote fruit is ripe, hmm. I do not feel the need to sexualize myself. Right. And as a fat person, I also do not feel, in in moments where I do want to go out and I want to dress up, I don't feel the need to hide or, like, put away certain parts of my body right. because I am unclean. That's good. Because you're not. Like, I just don't... I think the other thing, too, is that on top of it already being hard to find clothes that fit for anybody, period, it's that mentality of this person is in a body... Like, society has this mentality that bigger people, curvier people, fat people are in an unacceptable body and therefore even when things fit them the way that they should, it's still unacceptable because you're able to see their body. You're able yes. to see this thing that they've deemed as unacceptable. Precisely. Wanting to protect ourselves but also just wanting to assert that we can look good and not necessarily need to feel like our entire body is on display. That is where modesty fashion really like has a soft place in my heart. I think, and I love that Western culture now is slowly accepting that people of just different cultures and faiths and the way that they view their body, they dress differently for different reasons. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, I was so shocked. I mean, I know that, you know, there's a TikTok for practically everything. Literally But everything. I was I was so shocked to see this growing interest of, like, Middle Eastern and Arab fashion, hijabi fashion. And anybody who knows even just the slightest thing about hijabi culture, it's very modest. The girls are fashionable. They're the so fashion fashionable. is still giving. They're just some of the best dressed people on the planet. But you're just seeing face and hands. Right. That's it. But also, here's the other thing, and I think I said this in another episode, too. Like, women who live in areas um, where they wear either hijab or niqab, which is the one where you can only see, like, part of the face, not the entire face, still get sexually assaulted and still get, like, trigger warning, raped, right? Even though they're completely covered. So, to what point do we start, we, do we start dressing for ourselves and stop dressing for the fear of men, right? Yeah. And I love that we are start like I just like this embrace that while I I am so grateful for like the body positivity movement and normalizing seeing what real bodies look like, I also like the fact that not everybody should have access to my body. Not everybody gets to see all my roles and all of my like my curves and everything like I am at a point in my life one just by nature of what I'm doing I'm in certain meeting rooms mm -hmm. I need to be taken seriously people of a certain age of different ages are looking to me and I need to I need to be able to elicit respect from yep. them so there's that aspect of my life but there's also the part where I don't I genuinely don't believe that everyone deserves to see me that way. Correct. Certain yeah. people do. And for the people who do, then I'm happy to let it all hang out. Right. I'm happy to show a little tit. I'm happy to let the, you know, Not the booty be... Just, you know... <laughs> I'm happy to let the girls out. I'm happy to wear a body called something. Mm -hmm. But if you are not one of those people, 
then I don't need for my body to be on display for you. In right. fact, I don't want it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not, that's not even a, it's, that's like that personal preference of like not, it's it's the combination of not wanting to people to look at you that way and also just feeling more comfortable in certain yeah. situations being dressed that way for your own self, not because of somebody else's gaze. We're but seeing... Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. We're seeing, like, Billie Eilish. We are seeing this just, like, massive contract to the 90s and the 2000s to mm-hmm. the Britneys and the Christinas, where now fashion, even in the music and in the entertainment industry, is not necessarily always trying to be tied to uh, sexual interest, especially in the women. Because right. we... That... that, that um, It has always sort of existed that the talent of certain men in only certain um, artistic fields, because right. I do genuinely believe that they are not going to let the big boys, the bigger body no, men, live. Nope. But I, I do believe that we are finally starting to let women not be sexual objects in order to feel like their talent or the things that make them shine to be highlighted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just comfy, man. Right. It's just nice. It's nice to feel Shocking. like I can eat a big bowl of rice. I'll add chicken. I'll add veg. I'll add potato. Mm. I'll add all of it. All and of I it. can still wear that dress very comfortably. Right? It's nice to wear. Sometimes it's like, I don't wear like a, a it's not, sometimes I'm not wearing a flowy dress because I think the dress is pretty. Because I do think the dress is pretty. Sometimes it's because I know we're going to dinner at a Korean barbecue spot and I want to be able to eat all the pieces of meat and rice and be able to bloat my stomach and not feel restricted. Not even about looking bloated. Just like, let the let the freedom ring. Let, you know, yes. Let let, why is there a clot there restricting my stomach cannot properly expand? Exactly. Because it's trying to, no, let, let me, my stomach let be out. Let freedom ring, okay? In, <laughs> in, um, in the spirit of Black History Month. <laughs> We're almost there, okay? Let my bloated stomach move. Let me eat rice. Oh. Let me eat rice. Do you want to keep this conversation going or do you want to try and do do we want to like break this I think into we should episodes? I think we should wrap up for today. So next week we'll talk about the respect aspect of modesty, right? And how that fits into the perception and also the comfort. Um I think also because we're still ongoing with this, I feel like it's, I feel like it's like too soon to do a how uh, to answer the question of how am I trying to be a better person today because we haven't really gone through the entire pro- um, the entire um, topic. So instead, we I'll haven't. pose a diff- I'll, I'll pose you another question. Wow. I'll pose you another question. What do you wear that makes you feel most confident? Lately. I love, um, I've been finding out, because, you know, your girl has, you know, she has a booty. Oh, really? So, this is, is news. news. Is news. It's news. <laughs> but in my wintertime bag, I love an androgynous something. Mm-hmm. I like to put away the curves. I like to focus on the fashion hmm. and the street wear. Yes, ma'am. So, lately, I have been rocking. I'll find, because, you know, the booty is just that big, I will find hoodies that are hoodie dresses 
So it goes over my butt. But I'll still wear, like, pants, like, really nice kicks. I'll then maybe put, like, I have a Sherpa jean jacket, so I'll wear that on top. Maybe I'll rock a beanie. Maybe I'll wear a dad cap, earmuffs. Like, I'm really putting on the layers. Like, I really, I'm really put. the body is going away. Yeah. But I'm making sure that all of the pieces, like, the hoodie is really nice. The kicks are fresh and Mm -hmm. clean. You know, it's just small accents to just show that, yes, this is still fashion. Yeah. But also, this is not Fashion Nova. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is fashion, not Fashion Nova. Yeah, true. That's so true. Not that, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't do Fashion Nova. I've never, I've actually never purchased anything from Fashion Nova. Don't. And I take pride in that. What about you? What are you wearing recently that just makes you feel like very comfortable in your skin? What I've been wearing a lot is my little earmuffs because they're so fuzzy. And something about walking through the streets of New York dressed like a badass bitch with these fuzzy earmuffs makes me feel very happy. <laughs> earmuffs like the are childish great. spirit in me. They're so great. They're just, they're, I, I think they're coming back in fashion now. I don't care um, if they come back in or go back out. I no, no, no. I, th- I think that they have come back in because people like the nostalgia, like cutesy era. Yeah. But they're also very functional. They're super functional. The only thing they're not functional with, though, is you ha- if you have, like, if you're trying to listen to music. Oh, my. That should um, push you. Wait, do yours have a little? <gasps> I should get earmuffs like that. Like so you a can have hole. Or gap? Yes. They have like a little gap so that it's not so much pressure on my ears. That's but I also doing. have like, my buds are also like pretty easy, like pretty little. So they don't like already um, provide a lot of like pressure when I wear my earmuffs over oh, them. I have the like thick, like the beats. So they stick out a little. So I can't wear them with my earmuffs. But mm. Now that you've said that, I just, I'm just going to get another pair of earmuffs that have the little gap. I think once we go through the second half, we will have a mm. lot more to add to that. How, how am I better yes. myself? Question. Yes. But, you know, in general, how are you trying to better yourself? Just, you know, separate from this. I think oh. it's nice. Well, I just, mean, in you general. Know, I think I'm gonna, know, what are I'm, you doing? I think I'm going to try and run a marathon at some point oh. this calendar year. I expect. I expected that's, that. That's going to happen. I said I was going to do it last year. And I trained and I ran and I got sick. And I still trained and I ran. <laughs> but now I feel like a lot healthier. <laughs> I think that's that's a good goal for you because yeah. you you actually enjoy running, so that I would do. be like a good challenge, a good mental challenge, while also give you a really nice feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, for me, it's more like the meditative aspect of running is what I enjoy. So, like having a goal of something to train for is kind of allowing me to like block off. I I know I'm gonna have to block off time to train for it too, but it's also an excuse for me to have that time like in my head. Mm. What about you? What are you gonna do to better yourself in general? Well, for Black History Month hmm. and just in general, I have a black accountant now. Oh, nice. Because so, I said, like, I literally, like, we just spoke today. Oh, like, nice. as of today, he, we met and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be my accountant. And the, I don't know if anyone else is in this same life position. Mm-hmm. If you are, then, like, you know, keep staying around. If you're not, well, melee. And then. <laughs> you're <not> nice. <laughs> Um, one thing, if you are especially a black person and you are also looking for a black accountant, I'm just going to put like his details out on there. Cause you know, okay. I, I never okay. want to miss an opportunity to just like shut out another black business. And he was just, he was fabulous. Like he just took the time to sit down and explain everything to me. Um, the consulting, the tax consulting company is called Cambris 
Tax Consulting. That's C-A-M-B-R-I-C-E, Tax Consulting. Come on, Cambridge. Um, his name was Robert. He was the one who's actually my OS tax person as well. Oh, nice. So, you know, love just getting to like put out that information there. But one thing, um, if you are looking for that kind of help, it is so important more than finding somebody who can just do the job. Cause last year I was just looking for someone to help me file my taxes. I was less concerned with the who and the when, uh, it is so important that you like this person. Mm-hmm. You are sharing a lot of your intimate financial details with them. Yep. So it wasn't just, oh, you know, I'm looking for you to file my taxes, but these are the, these are my goals. For people who may not be ready to have a tax accountant yet, like, or have an accountant yet, um, just having a financial advisor in general. Oh, yes. Like, that's, t- they're usually more affordable, and they'll still give you very, very useful advice. Um, in how you manage your investments, like what you should be doing with all your accounts, whether you should like if you're trying to save, like helping you like figure out what accounts make the most sense, like that kind of thing. Um, but still, the same rule applies as like what Esther was saying in terms of an account of like looking at an accountant. You have to like them because you're telling them all the nitty gritty ins and ins and outs and intimate details about your financial decisions, and you don't want to be with somebody who you think is going to judge judge you. Yep, and uh, one. Like the one of the the reason why I included this in my how I'm trying to be a better person is I just want to be way more thoughtful that I'm not just planning my life, but I'm building a community of people who will create the kind of lifestyle I want to maintain. Yeah. So with that, this has been another episode of the Beg the Podcast. Esther, do you want to tell everyone where they can find us? You know, if you like that, if you like the words we're saying, then you should. Uh, Follow us at A-B-E-G-V-P-O-D. Yes, I like that we said that at the same time. That will sound very nice. We're on Instagram. Mm. We are on, obviously, all of the podcast listening devices and streaming platforms. Yes, mama. So go on there. Um, and you know, just grab a listen, listen to this episode, listen to a couple back, re-listen to your favorite episode. You can never have too much a beg you in can't. your life. You can't. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. And if you are listening on Spotify, you can leave us a five star rating. We only accept five stars because this is an African household and nothing less is acceptable. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave it, leave us a rating actually. And yes. like I always say every single week, if you have something negative to say, we can throw hands say it to my face. Don't just leave behind an anonymous comment. But please leave us a nice little rating and tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Maybe don't tell your kids about us. Um, but we're here. It's been a lovely, another episode of A Big podca- Podcast. It's been a lovely time talking to you, Esther. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, dear. Alright, we'll talk to you all next week. Or next time. Ooh. Yes. Let them not. Not, not next week. We're Just not there. We're not there yet. Sorry. Don't get your hooks off. Sorry. All right, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.